a series that we've been currently doing in the book of Colossians, and uh, this morning's message is the last in our series. So uh, thank you for coming along on the journey and being a part of the ride that we have been on over the last few weeks. So uh, just really appreciate you doing that and being a a great uh, part of it. So I'm going to read a passage from, uh, you'll never believe this, but the book of Colossians, um, and uh, we'll launch into this morning's message from there. So it's from Colossians chapter 4 and verses 2 to nine, and it says this Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Just, just before I carry on, um, on Tuesday, I have got something coming that I'm really excited about uh, for us to launch into for January. I want to make January a month of prayer. Some of you can go on fasting if you want, uh, but that's okay if you don't. And what it is, it's a massive two-metre-by-two-metre calendar type thing. And I'm asking people to nominate uh, when you will pray during January so that we can all see what we're going, you know, where there's a gap or where there's a space that needs to be filled. And why I'm doing that is because I want us to launch into this year, this coming year, different than the current year that we're in. I want us to see 2021 as a year of breakthrough, as a year of overcoming, as a year of fruitfulness, as a year of joint joint together connectedness. And I believe that it's going to happen as we pray together and launch 2021 from a birthing of prayer. So that arrives on Tuesday, and I'll be putting up in a strategic place, which is uh, Gary speak for. I've got no clue where it is at the moment. So uh, I'm just going to put it up and uh, ask us to nominate when we're going to be praying during January, okay? So I'm just giving a bit of a heads up in relation to that. So I'll continue. Uh, Colossians 4 verse 2 uh, says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way that you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Verse 7 says, Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. And I'm sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He's coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. Father, I pray for the word of God today. I pray that something's birthed in us and starts to grow and produce a fruitfulness in our lives that blows us away. I thank you that you, Holy Spirit, take a hold of my words and you do something transformative in our thinking and our understanding. I pray that you'd put a desire in us to model this and to be a part of this, to to take this on as our persona, uh, as it were, in this church. I thank you that as a result of this message, the Word of God is going to go from here to the uttermost parts of the earth. And I thank you that you enable us to do that in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Paul says to pray for him 
for an open door to declare the message of Jesus that he carries. Paul gives us wisdom from his experience of spreading the good news of the gospel. He encouraged the church to be wise in how they engaged with outsiders and to make the most of every opportunity that comes up. Paul tells us that there's Tychicus and Onesimus and he sends these faithful ministers and fellow servants to inform and encourage the church about Paul's ministry, the effect that he's having in those places that he's been to. It's a powerful thing that he's done. He says to the, to the, the, the people in Colossa that they'll tell you about everything that's happening. So Paul gives us an insight into the life of a missionary, the triumphs and the trials, the tests and the testimonies, the, the hopes and the hardships that he's experienced in his life. It's speaking, uh, if you were to speak with any missionary, they will tell you that what they do, they can't do alone. They need the help of a group of churches or a church that gets behind them to support them in what they're doing. So Paul shows us that there is a vital link between his mission and a local church that's supporting him in many ways including financial. Paul highlights for us that a missions, uh, missions is a two-way street. It's not just all about what the missionary does out at the coalface in those places that they go to, but it's a thing that he's able to encourage and build up the faith of a local church as he sends news back to that, uh, that the group of people, even garnering support for them, for himself, in saying that these are the hardships that I've got, and I'm asking you to partner together with me. You might be able to provide those things that I have a need of. In Romans chapter 1, Verse 11 to 12, it says this, I long to see, and this is Paul talking to the Roman church or church in Rome. He says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. It's so important to understand the life-giving link needed between a missionary and a church that supports them and where the missionary can then encourage and build up the faith of the local church too. So what I'd like to do today from our passage is to talk to us today about our plan as a church to launch our mission's focus as a church. But before I do that, what I do want to do is to, to, uh, to, to help you us uh, understand what we're talking about in relation to missionaries and supporting missions. I believe that it's important that we do that. So this morning, you might be asking, what is a Christian missionary? That's a really good question. So in your sermon notes, you're going to get the first thing that you're going to need to fill in the blank. Okay? So there's blanks in your, in your sermon. You didn't know that, did you? Hey, this, uh, there you go. Here's the first one you need to fill in. This is like, you know, there's a test at the end of this. There's a test. So here it is. What is a Christian missionary? Missionaries are those who are sent. They're sent out or go for the purpose of spreading the good news of Jesus to people who've never heard about Jesus or experienced his love. Missionaries raise up disciples and leaders in those places 
so that they then can continue on that work. So that the missionary can then be released, quite often is released from that place to then start a new work somewhere else, perhaps. So that's what a Christian missionary is. So what do missionaries, why do they do this? Why do missionaries do this? Well, because of the Great Commission, really. It says in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, Jesus told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I've given you. And be sure of this, I'm, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. See, Christians are called to participate in the mission to go, to make disciples, to baptize, to teach, and to speak about the gospel. That's why they're doing this. It's all about the Great Commission. So does this mean that every Christian's a missionary? Yes and no. Yes, every Christian is a missionary from this point of view. And this is what I love Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon said this. He says, every Christian is a missionary or an imposter. That's confronting, isn't it? Every Christian is a missionary or an imposter. He says that any true worshipper of Jesus would want the world to know about Jesus. And therefore, they participate in what they're doing. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus says, As you go into all the world, proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation. So it's, this is about us, as we're going about our daily things, as we're going to the shops, as we go to the schools and drop our kids off, as we go out to our workplaces, as we go out to our recreational areas, as we go, if there is an opportunity, we're going to make the most of that opportunity because we've suddenly realised, because Pastor Gary said on Sunday, the 29th of November, that I am a missionary and I've got to do a missionary's job and proclaim the gospel. Then there's the other side of the story. No, we're not all missionaries. And you think, where's he going with this? So this is what I mean by that. That the word missionary comes from a Latin word that means to send. To send. So what it means is it, it describes someone who's sent to a place, a culture, a locality or a nation to plant the good news. In other words, they have the specific calling of a missionary. Some people have the specific calling of an apostle. Some people have a specific calling of a teacher. Some people have a specific calling of an evangelist or a prophet or a pastor. So too, missionaries, we identify that they are a person that's gone to a different location for the purpose of spreading the good news. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Excellent. So what does it mean for missionaries to go? Well, missionaries are sent out and go for the primary purpose of spreading the good news of the gospel close at home and to the ends of the earth. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says this, And Jesus says to his disciples, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and, telling, uh, and you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me, in brackets, Jesus, everywhere. So as an example, places like Jerusalem, 
Places like Judea, places like Samaria, places like that are covered into the ends of the earth. So here's how I want us to view this here at Infused Church. See, I'm going to use our vision statement to help us understand what I'm talking about in, in this passage. So our vision statement as a church is to encounter God, becoming passionate followers of Jesus, equipped to help others encounter him. So what I'm saying with this is that we are going to encounter God, becoming passionate followers of Jesus, equipped to help others encounter him in our community, which is our Jerusalem. Throughout our state, which may be looking about in being Judea, throughout our nation, across our nation, that might be, if that's how we term Samaria, and then around the world, so to the ends of the earth. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do it locally, we're going to do it in our state, we're going to do it nationally, we're going to do it internationally. That's how we're going to be witnesses of Jesus. And he's going to give us the power to be that witness that we need to speak up at those moments where an opportunity arises for us. So that's the call to Infuse Church today, to promote the gospel and to provide practical help for those in need, whether it's next door or in the nation that's across the other side of the world. See, missionaries go to spiritually dark places often hostile places in the world, in the hope of introducing people to the good news that they've heard. That's why they go. Modern-day missionaries leave their homes, they, their extended family and friends, they, they leave the comfort of their church, the, the comfort of their homes, the, the good schools, the good health care that they may have, and so much more. There's a sacrifice involved in sending a missionary or missionary going to a different nation. There's a, there's a huge cost uh, to that type of service. And, and that's why we need to support our missionaries if we are not a missionary who's going to those different places around the world. So what does it mean for those who don't go? What's it mean for those who stay? Are, are we excused from the Great Commission? You wish... Not everyone in a church will be a missionary, but everyone in a church can be involved in missions. And this is the, th the next part where you need to fill in your notes. There's three words here. They are so we can be involved in sending, supporting, and strengthening those who are sent. Sending, supporting, and strengthening. Sending, supporting, and strengthening. Sending, strengthening, supporting. See, the work of a missionary is our mission too. The supporting of missions and ministries that we're going to be partnering together with is our mission too. That's what happens when we stay behind. We, we may not have the ability to, to do what they do, the calling to do what a missionary or a ministry is doing uh, in a different nation or a different part of our country or a different part of our state. But we can part, be part of it here. We can activate and help people to get to the mission field by funding them, praying for them, and supporting them 
as they go as well. That's another big part of why I want this big calendar thing for when we're going to be nominating uh, to, to be praying throughout various months in this coming year because at specific times we'll become aware of a need that one of the ministries has that we're supporting as a church and we can put that up there and say, you know what, that's one of the focuses I'm going to be praying for this month. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to do it on the, the, the 1st, the 7th, the 14th, the 21st, the 28th, and then the 31st of the 34th of the next month. That's what we can do. So I'm not sure if you're also aware of this, but missionaries are God's idea. <laughs> They're God's idea. This is not something we've suddenly thought, oh, let's do missionaries, and we've just invented them. That's not it. God has uh, it's his idea. Abram was sent out. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, the Lord said to, to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land that I'll show you. And he did. Jonah was sent out. In Jonah chapter 3, verse 2, it says, go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message that I give to you. That was God talking to, to Jonah. And then the Apostle Paul, he was sent out as well. Acts chapter 9, verse 15 says, But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man's my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel, and I'll show him how much he'll suffer for my name. Wow, what a great, great encouragement to go. You know, you'd just like just be loving to go, wouldn't you? Now, I'm going to show him how much he's going to suffer. Oh, let's go. Yippee. You know, it's, that's sometimes what we don't come to realise. I, I, if you were to talk to some people to get their uh, understanding and their, their experiences, I'm sure that if you were to talk to Jenny Harders, if you were to talk to Chris and Elle, who, who went overseas, if you were to talk to John Simons, who's in our church, I would encourage you to ask them, what was it like being a missionary and how supported did you feel? Ask them, is there, you know, if, if, what, would, what, what could I do to help a ministry or someone who's overseas to be a better support to that person? Could you give me one thing that I could go away with? Now, I've not asked these people to, to do this, so this is just off the cuff. So give them a, a moment's breath to sort of like uh, ask them and, and have a think about that. But I guarantee you that they would have said, they, they would say, it's about the prayer support that's absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial. And sometimes we needed some cash too. And I'll leave it there. Paul was sent to non-believers. In his commissioning, he was sent to non-believers. He was sent to people in places of influence, the kings. And he was also sent to churches, not just in Israel, but throughout Asia and Europe too. As Paul went to proclaim the good news and to raise up believers and leaders in churches, he relied on the support of churches and the generous people to do what he needed to do in those places as well. See, there are missionaries and ministries that need us to rise up and to support them as a church. So what does that mean for us here at Infused Church? Well, I'm really glad you've asked today. So let me say how excited we are in outlining our plan for you today. Well, we did have big plans for today. However, due to certain restrictions, we were unable to execute a lot of those plans as well. So um, we're going to do that at a little later stage when we're, some of the uh, restrictions have been released or relaxed and so on. Uh, 
A few months ago, I approached Mr. Ryan Honter to uh, pull together a team uh, here at Infused Church to help us spread the good news to our Jerusalem, our Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, to the nations. The team is really excited about getting this started and up and running. So I'd like us to welcome Ryan this morning, and Ryan's going to introduce himself and say a few words to you all. Thanks, Ryan. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I would like to thank Pastor Gary and, uh, sorry, I messed up your computer. Sorry. I would like to thank uh, Pastor Gary and all of you uh, for the trust that you have placed in us uh, to lead the missions team. Uh, early today, I shared uh, in the VIP huddle uh, about Proverbs 16.9. It says, a mind of a man plays, uh, plans his way. The mind of a man plans his way. But the Lord directs his steps. The Lord directed us to leave our home 7,700 odd kilometers away. And here we are. And the Lord is now sending us us out again on missions. Um, You know, I I always uh, uh, tell the story. Here we are and we find ourselves in, in in the city of churches. But unfortunately, most of them are empty. Um, and a big difference I, I find, we find, uh, from our experience back in Sri Lanka or even living in Asia, everybody believes in a God. So it's really easy to talk to somebody about God. It's just that my God's the best God, the only God. Uh, whereas here, you start talking about God and, mm, yeah. So I, I pray that uh, people find Jesus through our missions. Uh, I would like to thank all of you who have already put your hand up uh, to be part of the team, specifically Joe, uh, Margie, Candy and Paul, Vicky and David, Althea, Christine, and not forgetting Tammy, who's part of the team by default. (laughs) Uh, Thank you uh, to also all of you who have uh, called, messaged, and emailed and said that you would support, uh, support the team in any way you can. We really appreciate it. The team have already met a couple of times, and as uh, Pastor Gary just mentioned, we were planning to make a presentation to you on every aspect of missions that we, uh, we were uh, undertaking, and we are still uh, planning to do that, hopefully, not hopefully, I'm sure we'll be out of it, by uh, the last week, of, last Sunday of January, which, which is the 31st. Uh, we also plan to have a sausage sizzle on that day. Woo-hoo. and raise funds. Uh, that will be one of many activities uh, uh, we, uh, we will plan and would love all of you to be part of. So please pray for us uh, that we will be able to be a shining light for Jesus in and through whatever we do through missions. We are God's hand extended. Whether that means giving of your finances or giving of your time, and very importantly, it's all of you standing in the gap Uh, praying so that we as a church will be guided by the Holy Spirit and uh, led into where we are most needed. This is only a starting point. So, uh, again, it's only a starting point. We we, we want to start off with a bang. Hopefully the bang will come next year. Uh, But uh, I look forward to seeing where the Lord directs our steps. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. 
So the team, the missions team, their focus and their task is to raise funds and awareness of the ministries that we are supporting. Our plan is that four times a year, so whenever there is a fifth Sunday in the month, that the fifth Sunday at the end of that month will devote, be devoted to the whole service being about missions. How we can pray for them, support them, how we can raise some funds for them, how we can inform you about the things that are happening uh, right across every area of the, church, of, the, of the ministries that we'll be supporting. In addition to that, we will have a monthly f- a missions focus. So that'll be on our social media, through our webpage, through the, uh, the prayer wall that I'll put up uh, in the next few weeks uh, so that uh, we can all see exactly what we're, we're doing. It'll be on our church app. It'll be uh, everywhere that we can possibly put it. So here's, here's our starting point. This is uh, what we're, the, 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 uh, the ministries that we're hoping to uh, support in this time, and we pray that it grows from here. Okay, we're, we're excited about what it's going to be doing. So, just as with the Apostle Paul, where he was supported by churches and he in turn encouraged the faith in those churches with the reports he provided, either personally or through his team, this is where it starts for us. These are the ministries that we're starting uh, this journey with, supporting them and being encouraged by them as well. Now, I want to say this may change down the track, okay? This is not everything set in stone and things of that nature, but so this may look a little different at various times as well. So I'm just going to walk us through this right now. So locally, our Jerusalem, that's going to be, uh, we're going to be supporting the school's ministry group, SMG, uh, getting pastoral care workers into our schools to reach our students, to reach out to our teachers and to the families that are a part of, uh, are associated with those schools as well. So it's really exciting to see that happening. We've got a pastoral care worker uh, that's in the church through uh, two, Eloise and uh, Emily as well, and Emily, sorry. Uh, we've also got Candy, who's uh, quite high up into SMG as well. She's one of the, the big wigs there. Uh, she's not wearing a wig, so that's good. Um, so uh, just encourage her to, if you want to know more about school's ministry group, touch base with these guys. They're really great to get to know. In our state, our Judea, uh, we're going to be supporting church planting in South Australia through the Australian Christian Church's expansion giving uh, as a part of our state movement. So that there's people who have it in their heart to plant a church. There's finance that they can draw on from our state uh, denomination that they can then go out and plant a church. And it's, it's given as a gift to help them set up so that there's not the, the, the weight and the pressure of having to pay back money to, to, to do what they, is, is on their heart to do. Can I tell you a, a really good thing? We need more churches in South Australia because there's more people to reach. I'll tell you a secret. We need more churches in Mount Barker and the Adelaide Hills because there's still people to reach. We need to do that, okay? It's also providing emergency relief for uh, the the disasters that we have from time to time. Like last year, uh, we were able to uh, be a part of uh, the uh, relief centres down here at the Mount Barker High School. There was a number of people that were involved in that. We gave financially as well to to the ministries that were helping in that moment as well. in so far as nationally, as Samaria, if you like, uh, through the ACCI Missions and Relief, 
That's a part of our movement, our denominations, overarching missions endeavor that uh, is raised up to be able to send missionaries, train missionaries, support missionaries, release missionaries, support them in the field, provide resources and so on for those people that go over. Uh, John Simons, who's in our church, He's a part of ACCI, and I know that it's in his heart to head back to Africa uh, in the next few years as well. So I know he's still uh, really keen on doing that. So there's some things that we can do to partner together with them. The other one nationally that I just want to spend a moment talking about is Prophet Steve McCracken. Steve McCracken uh, ministers Australia-wide, and he goes across the pond to New Zealand as well. Uh, we have to get an interpreter in every now and again when he comes back from there because he picks up their accent, but we love them anyway. So he ministers over there. We've been in relationship uh, with Steve for probably 10-plus years. Uh, they are, like Steve and his wife Sally, are incredible people. Uh, they bring, because he's a prophet, he offers, operates in the office of a prophet. doesn't have the gift uh, of a, uh, a prophet. He's, he's the office of the fivefold ministries, and he would be the recognized prophet to this church. Okay? He's the recognized prophet. The, the, the Bible says that the, uh, the church is built up on the foundations of the apostles and the prophets. Okay? So he is our prophet to this church to this church. He brings the now word of the Lord. There have been many times that Steve has phoned us, he's encouraged us, he's prophesied over us and the church, and in turn that has helped to strengthen and encourage everyone here at the church. I've spoken to Steve many times when we've about to make a key major decision. I access his wisdom and his prophetic foresight to be able to see what the word of the Lord is for it because I recognize and I honor the gift of prophecy that he brings. So Steve and Sally will be here in March next year. At the start of March, we're getting Steve and Sally to come across and, uh, and speak into the life of church. So this is how I see uh, the, uh, Steve. He's like the Apostle Paul. Okay, so I'm just going to ask Haley to go to the next slide. So if you would turn to, with me to the book of maps. Okay, the book of maps. Okay, Paul's missionary journeys. He was an apostle, but it's called his missionary journeys. And you can see that on the, the screen behind me that he had primarily three missions journeys that he explored and went out to. He went out to regions. He, he spoke in churches. He preached, prophesied, and had the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through him as he went to these places. Paul was supported by churches to reach churches and places. And that's how we see Steve McCracken. He goes to churches and regions internationally and nationally to encourage churches and to reach regions with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's how we see and why we're supporting Steve McCracken as a prophet to us as a church and as a ministry. They, they live in Victoria, so you really need to pray for them. They, they got locked uh, in their house for a, a long, long time. But you know what? It never stopped him reaching out to us, never stopped him phoning, never stopped him encouraging, never stopped him in doing what God's called him to do. And I love that about Steve. Internationally, uh, the ends of our earth, maybe, that's Bridges for Peace. 
We love the ministry of Bridges for Peace. Uh, Joe went across only this last year, wasn't it? Last year. Uh, Joe went across to Israel for 11 months of the year and invested 11 months of her life into Bridges for Peace and what they did over there and what they continue to do. And we're going to be supporting them and, and looking at how we can partner together with them. There's also the Haggai Institute who raise up leaders to maximize their influence and, and, and they're going into Muslim nations. Jane and I, we have a heart for the Muslim people. We were powerfully impacted when we went across to the Middle East uh, a few years ago uh, and saw the, the level of faith and dedication that they have to what they believe. And our heart was, was broken for them when we experienced that. So that's one of the primary reasons we're going with the Haggai Institute as well. See, this is how I want us to see this. Okay, this is how I want us to see it. This is the language I want us to use. You don't have to make a difference. You actually get to make a difference. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do this. But we actually get to. I want us to see that you know there's something valuable about what these ministries and these people are doing that's so important. I want to do that. I want to see our kids in our schools have Christian influence through our pastoral care workers. I want to see the prophetic voice raised up over Australia through Steve McCracken. I want to see. I want to see these things happen in and around about. That's why we're doing it. James chapter 1, verse 27 says this. True spirituality that's pure in the eyes of our Father God is to make a difference in the lives of the orphans and widows in their troubles and to refuse to be corrupted by the world's values. That's a powerful piece of scripture. It's a passionate piece of scripture. Jeremiah 22 verse 3 says this, this is what the Lord says, be fair-minded and just, do what's right, help those who've been robbed, rescue them from their oppressors, quit your evil deeds, don't mistreat foreigners, orphans or widows, stop murdering the innocent. That's why as a church we're, we're behind making a voice, our voices heard for the innocent in our world right now, because there's a bill going before Parliament about abortion. We, we stand for life. We stand for kids, the innocents. Someone's got to stand up for them. They don't have a voice, and they're completely innocent. We shouldn't see caring for orphans or widows as a command from God or else. Okay? No. There is tremendous blessing in serving and standing up for those who can't, for those who never heard about Jesus, for those who've never experienced his love. Don't see this as having to help, but as getting to help. It's our joy and privilege to partner with God in loving, serving and protecting not just the orphans and the widows amongst us, but those who are without Christ also. So how can Infused Church do this? Well, here's the bit that we're asking of you today. This is what we're asking you to be a part of. We are asking every family to support and contribute to these ministries where possible. We are asking, this is the specific us, we're asking each family, each family to give just 20 bucks a month over and above your tithe towards the ministries that we're supporting. Because here's the deal. 
If we can get 25 families to give $20 a month, we can raise $5,000 in a year to go towards these ministries to support them. $5,000. And it's just going to cost each family $20 a month for us to do that. So what does that look like for each of us? Well, let me, let me dumb this down for us so that we understand this. That's like giving up one cafe coffee a week to see a soul saved. That's like giving up one Big Mac a week to build a bridge towards Israel. That's like giving up two pies a week to help us plant a church in South Australia. That's like giving up a magnum ego a week to strengthen and prophesy life and the now word of the Lord in our state and in our nation. See, many of us give electronically. I said that when we received the offering a little earlier. So what we're saying is, and what we're asking people to do, is to set up a new contribution online, nominating missions. Just put in the, in the description part, missions. Put missions in there, and we can then see that when that comes into the bank accounts for the church, that we will set that amount aside as money for missions specifically to do in the support of these ministries that we're going to be supporting. See, the good news is, that every Christian gets to participate in the work that God's doing. Best of all, he allows us to join in the fulfillment of his plan. If the cause of Christ matters to us, then it's not about whether we call ourselves a missionary or not, but whether or not we are actually participating in fulfilling Christ's command to go, to baptize, to teach, and to make disciples. Go where, you might ask? Well, Go to whoever needs to hear the gospel, whoever needs to hear the good news, whoever needs to be baptized, whoever needs to be taught, whoever needs to become a disciple. We need to go to add Jerusalem, to add Samaria and Judea and to the neighbors and the nations around about us. Just because, you know, how many of us have spoken to our neighbors about Jesus? It's as simple as going next door. Jane, this uh, uh, year has had an opportunity to, to love the lady next door to us who's... Uh, in a, um, uh, older years, and she has cancer. So every now and again, Jane takes across a meal to help her out. She, she knows she's got our phone number. She's got my, my phone number that if she ever has a need, anything like that, she can just phone and we, we touch base with her. And just, it's as easy as that. See, the, the outcome of the Great Commission is this. It's the, it's the fulfillment of the Great Commandment. The Great Commission is the fulfillment of the great commandment to love God and to love others. So here, here, here's, the, here's, here's the last word from Colossians as I bring this series to a close this morning. And it's Colossians chapter 1, verses 5 to 6. It says this, Your faith and love rise within you as you access all the treasures of your inheritance stored up in the heavenly realm. For the revelation of the true gospel is as real today as the day you first heard of our glorious hope. Now that you've believed in the truth of the gospel, this is the wonderful message being spread everywhere, powerfully changing hearts throughout the earth, just like it has changed you. Every believer of this good news bears the fruit of eternal life as they experience the reality of God's grace. That's our plan. 
is just that you've experienced the life-changing power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we can participate in helping someone else to experience that same transformation in their lives too. Let's stand. I'm just going to give people an opportunity. I don't know everybody here, we, um, and I don't know where you are in, in maybe your journey with, with, with the Lord, but I want to give an opportunity, even particularly online when this message is posted up, to give people an opportunity to receive Christ as their Lord. It would be totally wrong of me to talk so much about reaching people with Jesus, the message of Jesus, without giving an appeal and an opportunity for people to receive Christ as Lord. So as you're watching online, as you're watching me here today, but there's something about Jesus that you've found yourself here today. You've found yourself looking online and you came to this message. And you know that there's greater things in your life. God's got incredible things. He's got a destiny and a future for you. And He loves you so very much. That he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you, to bring you back an opportunity to, get, to come back and be in right relationship with God the Father. I want to give you an opportunity. If you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to put your hand up so that I can see it, so that I know who I'm praying for. Is there anyone here this morning? You just want to give your heart to Jesus. Is anyone? Put your hand up nice and tall so that I can see it. If you're online and you want to give your heart to Jesus, I would ask you to make a comment in the area below and we will get in touch with you. Give us a means of getting in touch with you, like put your email address uh, and we'll touch base with you and get some resources into your hands and, and start you in your journey for Christ. But Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that the seeds have been sown where we as a church can get behind some ministries that will support the spread of the gospel right here in the Adelaide Hills. We can support the, 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 the love of God going out through our state, through our nation, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. I pray that you speak to every single person here today. I pray that those who are watching online from our congregation, that as they see this, that you speak to their hearts also about how they can partner together with us to make a contribution, not just financially, but also prayerfully, that we can write letters of encouragement, that we can send cards of encouragement, that we can do whatever's necessary to support these ministries and these people in whatever way that you can you put on our hearts to do. But I pray that you'd speak to people about financially partnering together with us to see the gospel of Jesus Christ go out from this place like a ripple to touch every part of our, our world in Jesus' wonderful name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Christiane. You want to lead us in a song and then we'll uh, close up.